Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening and welcome, family. Welcome back to the Thursday update call. Uh, we are here blessed and highly favored as usual. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get the call started. So if you would, collect yourself as I open the call. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for allowing us to get to get back together again this evening. Father, watch over all of us as we take this information to do the best we can with it for the best of our family and ourselves. Father, watch over those who may be in transit that they get to their destination protected. And Father, watch over the children that they may receive the light that you have given to me all the days of my life. And these things and all things I ask and pray in the name of I am with the support of the universe. All right. Um, got a few things to throw your way this evening. Uh, not a whole lot is, is out, but, uh, there's some more information I'm going to release on Weir. And of course there was an update call for Sheila. So we're going to hit all those things and hopefully, uh, won't keep you on here too late this evening. I know there's a bunch of questions and what have you. So let's start at the top. Uh, there was a call. Wednesday night uh, for Sheila V. And basically, <clears throat> basically the call was to let everyone know that she is back to work again. Uh, her daughter's in good shape and the baby's okay, so now she's ready to get back at it. That's basically what the call was about and some other things. But if you were on the call, I'm sure you heard it. If you uh, haven't heard it, uh, she did email out a copy of it if you want to listen to it. Uh, but that was basically all that was said uh, for the most part. Um, that's all I have on that. I was on there, I fell asleep, so you know, I, I got what I could. Um, there's been a lot of chatter about what's going on with the dinar. Um, it's still not out. It's still not been announced. So we're still in the same pattern we've been in for months and years. Stand by. <clears throat> Just stand by and wait. <clears throat> I do see something coming up because pretty much if you've been paying attention to the economy and basically all of your systems, uh, they are failing um, miserably, especially the stock market. Uh, and that's basically your telltale right there. Keep your eye on it because that is your, I guess you could call it a thermometer. When it gets to the point where there's no more funds to be traded and whatever there's, whatever else they're doing, it's going to come to a complete halt. Uh, and that's pretty much going to be the end of everything as we know it. Uh, they're trying to hold things together by pushing it and piecing it and what have you. But... Every time they piece it and push it together, another portion of it, paper-wise, um, goes exempt, basically. 
more all of the contracts that are backing all that stuff is pretty much dead. Uh, so it's it's falling apart. It's almost like building a card house, and somebody turn on the fan in the next room. Eventually, that air is going to come in there and push that card house over. That's the same thing that's happening. Um, I have made mention a couple times about what you don't want to do uh, if you have large amounts in other banks. I personally uh, removed all of mine down to, you know, basic whatever it takes to keep the account open. Uh, everything else is in my possession. And I'm doing that for a specific reason. Let's say, for instance, uh, we go another week, if not less, and a complete crash comes. Um, and what I'm about to tell you is not just hype or talk. This is real. Uh, there is laws been put together to protect the bank. When you thought the bank was working for you, you're working you were working for the bank. That law that was put in place for them to be protected is the fact that if something should happen to the bank or the system itself and they have to close that bank, and we're talking about the bank managers and the bank owners, if they have to close the bank, anything and everything on deposit belongs to them. Period. You have no discussion. No qualms, no, no argument, none. So if you have things in your safety deposit box, if you have large amounts in your account, I'm telling you, I'm not asking you, I'm telling you to get it out and put it somewhere safe because of the simple fact that that law exists, they could close the bank tomorrow. And if you got $30,000 in the bank, guess who owns it now? not you. So with that being common knowledge, let's not allow ignorance to a law that has been put together to protect them put you in a bad position. Uh, while you still can, and while it's not a problem at this point, get it out of there. Uh, you, I mean, you can go to Walmart and get a safe. I mean, you can go somewhere and get a safe. Get a safe. Put it at where you can get your hands on it. Because if you leave it in there and something happens, God forbid, but, you know, it's inevitable that this is going to happen. So I'm telling you in advance to start getting on it so it doesn't look like you're doing something bad at the last minute. Get it out now. Uh, don't close your account. Just get it down. You know, don't hold any large amounts. I, this is just my personal advice. Uh, you can take it or leave it. It's up to you. But I would rather take it out and have it than to leave it in there thinking, oh, it's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. And then it happens and you lose what you did save up, you know, in this hard time as it is. Imagine going with zero. So, you know, we have to look out and use the information that's available to us to protect ourselves. Now, I also talked about having supplies. I've been talking about this for some time. I didn't pick on it real hard. I just kind of put it out there every now and again while I'm putting it out there again. Uh, make sure that you have provisions for at least a month. Uh, that's what I've been hearing. It's going to be, you know, at least a month uh, when it does happen. Now, what's going to happen? No, I'm not trying to uh, put out a fear 
and get everybody all shook up and scared. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm trying to do is to make sure that you are prepared for any situation that might arise. Um, so you want to have at least enough water and dry foods, foods that you can put on a shelf that won't spoil, uh, for at least a month for each person, not just a month for everybody, a month for each person. Because when you get into a situation when you have to ration, you want to have your own ration. You don't want to have to take one can and split it between four people. That's that's not how you prepare yourself. You prepare yourself for four people, two people or whatever it is. Uh, put it up and leave it alone. Uh, this way, if something should happen, which I'm praying it doesn't, I hope we go right into the 28th and everybody's uh, mindset gets flipped and we don't get into any rational or rash uh, inter, I guess you could say, interaction. I hope it, it stays, I'm praying that it stays calm, collected, and, you know, nonviolent. Uh, so, in the same respect, we have to make sure that we're prepared. So, at least, you know, food and water for each person for a month. Put it up, and that's that. Um, now, there was a question that was asked to me. Well, if this goes down, do we still go to work? Well, it depends on what is happening outside. If you're in a rural area like myself, you know, the same thing is happening outside, whether it's the 4th of July or the 1st of, 1st of May. Uh, it's just a bunch of trees and deers walking around. But if you're in Detroit, per se, or somewhere, or you're in a metropolitan and there's people on, you know, left, right, front, and back of you, then you're going to see a little bit more action because people are going to get out in the streets and do things that they're not supposed to. Uh, so, you know, you're a little bit more risk being around more people because then you're around more people, period. Uh, so do you go to work? Do you do the things you normally do when this all unravels or what have you? Like I said, you have to take that into your own best judgment. You know, look outside before you go out there. Um, you should be prepared before anything happens. That way you don't have to go out there. Uh, it may not be nothing. Like I said, the the lights might flicker once or twice, and that's it. But I would, like I said, this is all about preparation. While we're preparing for reevaluation, we're preparing for new wealth to be coming. You still, excuse me, have to prepare for things that don't go, you know, just in case things don't go exactly the way we're expecting them to, as quickly as we're expecting them to. What if it does take a month before all the money is flipped around? What do you what do you do in between the day that it stops and the day that they flip it around? That's you're talking thirty days. What do you, you know? Do you eat, drink, and whatever? Uh, so you want to make sure that you're prepared for that. Um, not going to lay on that too hard. You have to use your best judgment with that. Uh, if you're in a you know metropolitan or around folks, you know make sure that your your homes are secure. Uh, there's a couple movies out, you know, that that show the psyche of people when you get into a crisis. There are people that take advantage of these situations. There are people that do things that they're not supposed to because there's no police around or what have you. 
there's all things, you know, all kinds of things and all kinds of people. So you have to prepare yourself the best you can. We've all watched the movies. We all see, you know, when people go berserk. Uh, just look at, you know, down south when when that boy got killed. So you got to look at it like if something was to go stupid tomorrow, are you prepared? Uh, is your house secure? Do you have a plan of action if something should go down and everybody's, you know, kids are at school or you're at work or whatever, what plan of action do you go to? This is the time to put that kind of stuff together while we're while it's not a crisis and everybody's in the right frame of mind and, you know, you're thinking about it. Let's get prepared. Um, so that's very important to, you know, talk to your family, get get close to one another and figure out a plan, get on it, and don't deviate from it. If you set a plan, stick to it because if you get separated, Let's say that, uh, you know, you're all at work, you're at school, you know, kids at school, and everybody's spread all out. Where do you meet? And how much time do you give each other to get there? You know, so you have to look at these things. Uh, the best way to be prepared is to be prepared. Uh, and think of all scenarios. What else? That's pretty much on that. Um, the... GoFundMe is pretty much sitting still. Uh, I've put it in every place that I could possibly put it. Uh, and everybody who is going to give has have given, and I do appreciate it greatly. Uh, I'll continue to put it um, in Facebook and everywhere else I can place it to, to get some assistance. Uh, so far, we've gathered up uh, just under $1,000. That's that's great. You know, I'm glad that uh, there's enough people to put that kind of money together. So I do appreciate the help from those who did send it. Uh, it's sitting in the bank waiting for the rest, of course. But um, moving along, the next thing that I want to get on, because I know it's going to eat up a good portion of this call because this is where everybody's at, and that's Weir Bank. Um, did receive my check. I've already done one and sent it off. I sent it to my utility. I'm pretty sure it's going to be taken care of because if you look in your back office, you'll notice that uh, there is designations for each country's currency in the back office. And you can see the equivalent right there. And it went from the 148 to 230, I think it is. I can't look at my computer because it's updating at the moment. Everything is it's just a screen. So I can't look up anything this evening. I'm doing everything from my phone. Thank God it's hanging in there. So basically, log into your back office and look at the uh, your balance, and you'll see what I'm talking about. They're, they're showing four or five different countries' currencies, the equivalent to the read to it, and then you know you, that's what you have the right from. Um, so let's talk about the procedures and the steps. Um, it looks like it's taking right at a month uh, from what um, Terry, you know, he sent his right after mine. He just now got the notification uh, and needs to go pick it up from the, the post office, but it's been a month. So once you receive your email with your tracking on it, the Royal, Royal Mail, uh, you'll track it. it. Takes once you get the email, you still have to wait a day, because even with that, 
they send the email prior to putting it into the system, which it takes 24 hours once they put it in there. So once you receive the email with your tracking that your checks are on the way, it's still going to take at least another day before the tracking picks up the package. They don't scan like FedEx over here. As soon as you take it in, they scan it. It goes into the system right away. Royal Mail doesn't work like that. Okay, it takes a day or so. They they do things different, so you have to be aware of that. Once you receive that email, a day, give it two days, then track it. It's going to take that long to get into the airplane anyway. Once I got mine, I tracked it probably three days, four days, and it kept saying the same thing. It's on the way, so I stopped checking. Um, then the rest of my immediate family here all received theirs, except for one other. But what I was saying before is probably going to increase even further because of the simple fact that there are people writing checks now here. Um, so once the system is working on a massive preset, then that means the processing is going to slow down even further. This is why I kept making the point, if you're going to get into WeirBank, get in now because it's going to get swamped. And that's exactly what's happening. First, it only took one day to get the email back that you joined. Now it's taken a week. I got my mail in and mail back probably within a three three and a half week process, that's taken a straight month now. Uh, so, you know, it's starting to back up to the point where, you know, if you put it in, it's going to take you a month to get them. You just don't even look for them. Uh, well, I had to calm down one of our family members, you know, you know, if they don't see something right away, they get nervous and, you know, sometimes it takes, you know, to just relax and allow things to, to happen. Um, a lot of times we expect things sooner uh, than they're actually ready to be. So we just need to take it easy. Once you put it together, they're going to send them to you because they want you in this system. They don't want you in the other one. They don't want you uh, scratching and, you know, living from check to check. That's not the way it's supposed to work. Just not the way it's supposed to work. Uh, so, they don't want to take your money. I had a couple people saying, well, why do you got to send money over every month? Just do the same thing at, at your bank. If you don't believe me, look at your bank and see if they don't charge you 12 to $15 a month to have an account. No different here. It's $10 or 10 pounds, whichever you're sending, a month. Um, I pay more than that in the two banks. That, you know, one bank, actually, it's $23 a month just to have the account. So, you know, those kind of questions I really don't like dealing with because of the simple fact is now all of a sudden you're you're so curious about what it costs to have these accounts when you're doing it normally now. I mean, if you've had, if you had an account with Chase, Fifth Third, Bank of America, I don't care. All of them have a monthly maintenance fee. If you don't believe me, look at your statement. It's on there. Uh, so we didn't question them. We just paid it. So this is no different. If you want your account, if you want to be able to write checks to cover your debt, then you need an active account. I guarantee you 
you can't do it with your checkbook because if you did or if you could, you wouldn't be on here trying to figure out how to get a weird bank account. You know what I mean? So you're, you have access to a beautiful blessing. Uh, take your time. Do not rush through this. There's not, there's, you know, you don't, there's no referral thing about finding people and all. This is a, about you and you only. Personal debt. That's what this is taken care of. That's why I'm on it so hard because this is finally an opportunity to get rid of that stuff and, you know, use your check that you work for for what it's supposed to be, to take care of you. Um, and there was some questions about what you can pay and how you can pay. I'm going to go over that in just a minute. But I just want to touch on one more thing before we go into the what and who's. Um, if you are still iffy about this, um, all I can say is, you know, it's going to get a lot harder sooner than you would actually realize because if you continue to use your hard-earned cash to pay these bills and something goes down, you're not able to go get the month of rations or to protect yourself or whatever it takes. You know, you might have to buy some hammer and nails if you don't have the money to do it because you paid a such, a such and such bill that ate up half of your check and you can't get the stuff you need to secure your home. So you got to look at it from all different aspects. Uh, if you don't believe in it or don't, whatever, that's fine. Uh, I just, like I said, this is only for your benefit. Okay, let's get into the what's and who's and where's the pays go to and how you do it. The check itself is like any other check, slightly different. Um, your name is printed into the check, and you sign underneath of it. The top of the check you fill out, fill out like any other check, who you're paying, the amount, the date, the amount in handwriting, of course. You know, you've got to write out the number. The cents goes in a little small box. You put the wavy line after the, the words of the number. Then over in a, a unframed box, you'll put the full amount or whatever the check is, and that's it. On the left-hand side of that book booklet, check booklet, is a, a little receipt tab that you do not tear out of the book. You just fold the check back. You'll see a little perforated line. That's to let you know and record that you're keeping of the checks that you wrote. Okay? Now, there are some specifics that were always kind of ties up my tongue. There are some specifics on how these checks are to be written and some steps that need to be followed. Um, first and foremost, from, let's say, $100 all the way up to $4,999, just under 5000 now, if it goes into $5,001, then you have to do what I'm going to say that you don't have to do up into that. I hope that didn't confuse you. Let's say you're writing a check for $100. You do not need to upload or scan the bill to send back in. You don't need to do it. If you're writing a check for $2,550.25, 
you it's under five thousand, so you don't have to send a bill. But it does have to be a legitimate company. This is the question that was asked, of, you know, a couple times. Can you pay other people with it? Can you pay your babysitter? No. You can only pay a legitimate company that can be searched because that's what WeirBank does. They research and check out every entry that goes into the system because we know and you know and I know that there are going to be people that try to uh, defraud or do something wrong to try to get money. So the company has to be legitimate. The company has to be registered. It has to be searchable. It has to have a tax ID number. It has to have a bank account with one of the five banks. All of these parameters are pretty much connected to a company or someone. Now, you can be someone that has their own company, but all of those prerequisites have to be met. A real company, not just an assumed name and you say you got a business or an LLC. No, it has to be registered in the state so that it can be looked up and checked out. If you don't meet those prerequisites, don't try to write a check to them. If, or I'll put it like this. If they don't meet those prerequisites, don't write a check. You're wasting a check. They're not going to pay them because they cannot be checked. Simple. Keep this as simple as possible. Take care of the stuff that you know you can't work up the money for. And we're talking about mortgages. We're talking about insurance. We're talking about license, uh, all the stuff that gets in the way of your paycheck. So we're still on between $100 to $4,999. You can write a check for those without any interaction with We're Bank, okay, to a legitimate company. Now, we're going to step on the other side of that fence. From 5000 up, I'll just say up because there is no cutoff. Uh, of course, you can only write what you have in the balance, but from 5000 up, you have to get a copy of the debt. And that can be an invoice, a loan agreement letter, a payoff agreement letter, and anything else that shows the company's name, their address, your account, your name, um, so that they can be checked. Simple. You're going to upload that to your computer. You're going to scan it. Now, if you do not have a scanner, it's a little bit more difficult, but it can be done. You have to get a jump drive or a little uh, cruise um, media stick, and basically what that is, you, it's a USB mass storage uh, little thing that you stick in the computer and you can put documents on it. That's for those who don't have a computer or don't have a scanner. You can go to places like um, Office Depot. All of your office stores can do documents and put them on a jump drive for you. What are you putting on a jump drive? 
simple. You're going to scan the bill. Let's say that you're doing your mortgage, and you call the mortgage company. You tell them to send you a payoff letter. What they're going to send you is a letter with their letterhead, which is their company at the top. Um, it's going to have their address, their phone number. Uh, on there is going to be your information. You don't have to send them private information like, you know, um, agreements or whatever. All they want to know is the name of the company, their phone number, email address, the account number, and the amount that's to be paid, okay? Uh, so they can call them up or check them out or what have you. So, you know, when they send that check to the clearinghouse, that payment can be done quickly and, you know, everything is continued from there. So you're going to scan a copy of the bill and you're going to register the checks. Now let me back up a little bit. From any check that you write, you're going to go into your back office, Weir Bank, you're going to log in, and you have to register each check to each payment. You're basically balancing the book. So that's in the back office. You can see how to do that by clicking on payment and then click on show me how. Basically, it's going to show you how to fill out that form, and it goes from there. And that goes for every check you write, whether it's $100 or $70,000. So once you have copied that payoff letter or whatever it is, you're going to upload it and register a check to it. You're going to write the check, and you're going to send it. Now, how do you send it? Well, first thing you're going to do is fill out the check. Let's go over that. At the top, it says payee. Payee is the company that you're paying. Let's say the company is called M&M uh, Mortgage. Of course, at the top of the check, you're going to put M&M Mortgage. To the right of that, you're going to put the date. And below that, let's say that your mortgage payoff is $64,000. Under the payee name, there are two lines. You'll see one. You'll see a little small white box. And then you'll see an untrained box to the right of that. Below that, you're going to see another short line that looks like a line with a box. Disregard that. That's just part of the way that thing was printed. The two lines under the payee is for the number, the numeric word that you're writing out. So let's say you got, you got a $64,523. You have to write out on those two lines, $64,523, whatever it was I said. I'm not, you know, keeping records here. I'm just trying to get to the point of you're going to write it all the way out. They gave you two lines because they know some of these are going to be fairly large and what have you. You have to have room to write all that. So you have two lines to write out the number. You have one line to write out who you're paying. You have a small white box. That's where the change goes. If there's you know, 24 cents, you put the 24 cents in that little white box. Then you'll see an unframed box to the right of that little white box. That's where you write out the full number, $64,523.43. Write it out. Below your name in the bottom right corner, you'll sign the check. That's it. You tear it off. And you make sure you fill out your receipt side on the left, 
the same thing, the, who you paid, how much you paid in the little box on the bottom. You'll see it. There's a little box at the bottom of your uh, receipt side over there, and you put that amount in there. That's it. Now, you take the check. You take the allonge. Now, the allonge comes with the check. There's a packet that you'll get that has two pieces of paper in it. It has a checkbook, and it has another envelope that has the allonge. The allonge is the instructions for Chase Bank, Bank of America, or whoever bank that your company that you're paying banks with. It has nothing to do with the teller. has nothing to do with the people at that company. They are just to pass that on with the check in their checker. When they go to deposit it, they'll know what to do with it. You don't have to tell them. Uh, but what you send them, your package should look like this. You have the mortgage payoff letter. It's going to be nice and neat, has all your information on it. And at the bottom down there, there's going to be a little blank or at least an open area. Anywhere on that letter, you are going to handwrite with your hand. You're going to write in there, P.S. or to that effect, dear sir or madam, or however you want to address it. Um, you're not asking. You are basically instructing them what to do after they get payment. And you're putting it on the document that you're sending back with payment, and you're going to scan a copy of it so that you have a record of what you told them to do. It's very important that you follow these steps. So first thing you're going to do is, you know, register your check. You're going to fill out the check. You're going to get on the launch. You have your payoff letter in front of you. Before you staple anything, take the payoff letter. You're going to handwrite in there. Let's say you're paying off a mortgage. Please, sir or ma'am, return to the above address. You might want to write this down. Please return to the above address as proof of full payment or payment in full. Deed to property at said address and or title of said address. Because when you make full payment of a property, you are then to receive the deed or the title as proof of payment. You own it at that point. If you do not tell them to send it to you, they will not send it. Okay, it's important you get your papers. So now that you have written that on there, now you're gonna now you're gonna build it. You're gonna take that document. You're gonna put a lounge at the top, and on top of the lounge, you're gonna put the check. And you're gonna take a staple and staple it one time, not a whole bunch of staples, just one staple in the middle of the check at the top. Everything should be lined up nice and neat. Once you have stapled the three things together. If you have to go to Kinko's or what have you, go somewhere and get a copy, color copy, because the checks are done on uh, bond paper. So it's important that you do a color copy. Once you have the copy, you put that up on, you know, in a folder or in your safe or 
Yeah, I would put it in the safe because these payments are permanent. These are, you know, you're getting rid of debt, so you want to keep proof that you've taken, you've taken care of it. So put it in your safe. Once you have those three together, you're going to scan a copy of it and put the copy up. You're going to fold the original up, put it in the envelope, and send it back to them. That's what I just did. So I paid off my gas bill in Detroit the one that I left when I left. So we're waiting to see when I get my receipt. I'm going to go log into WeirBank. I'm going to click on the tab receipt, and I'm going to put in there that the uh, utility was taken care of on such and such date. I'm going to add it, and that check will then be deducted from the balance in the back office, and then I'm going to write my next check. And you're going to do that until you have either exhausted what's there or you have completed all of the debt that's on your name. Once you have done that, of course, then you'll probably uh, have a better credit score and you're going to start getting credit cards and what have you. And you'll more likely create some more debt. But like I said, you have a way to get rid of it now, not uh, be crushed under it. So that's a beautiful feeling on that respect. Um, Let's see here. <clears throat> Text. I think I've hit everything on that. Um. I believe I've hit everything that I, I had to tell you. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to the 28th, of course. Uh, we want to stay mindful of that. Uh, it's a beautiful event that's come to change the way we live, to put it lightly. Um, let's see here. Let's go ahead and jump into um, questions. Let me see if I can log into my computer's up now. Let me see if I can log in. Great. Cool. Uh, let's go ahead and jump on questions. If you have a question, go ahead and star eight. And I'll do my best to answer it. I have not sent out any emails yet, so if you're looking for emails, I don't have any. I haven't sent anything out yet. Go ahead, Auntie. Hello, Montal. I was a little bit late coming on the call because I was at a Jasura meeting. Um, I, um, I I filled out my application, and I got a copy of that um whatever you call it, certificate, whatever, promissory note. note. Yeah, promissory note. I got the two copies made. I got them, I got them at, a, at a private uh, uh, company where they make uh, wedding invitations and stuff. So it was done with the laser. It's really neat. It was, done, it was a laser printer. Okay, my, my question was you were talking about mortgages. Okay, I don't have any mortgage. Mine's all paid off. I have credit cards. So with those checks, when I have them, it would be uh, very simple. Just call the credit card company, uh, get some kind of a payoff, and then just write them a check, correct? 
that's basically it. Real and basically, simple. since since my credit card companies are the ones at uh, Bank of America, Chase, and City, I would have no problem, right? Correct. Okay. Okay, that's what that was my question. I don't think I have any others. Okay, thanks, okay. Montalvo. You're so welcome. Uh, let's see. Go ahead, Georgia. Hello. Yep, go ahead, Georgia. Yes, how are you? Cletus uh, here from Georgia. Just have one quick question. I just wanted to verify on the checks, you know that little box that right above your your name that they have printed on there? Is that Correct. where you're supposed to put the dollar sign? What goes in there? Because I put a the dollar sign in there. In that small unframed box is where you put the, the amount of whatever the check is you're writing. Right. That, okay. Um, right. That's I put the um, the amount in that unframed area over to to the right of that little square box. But what goes in that little square box? Does any? Yes. That if there's any change, like if you're if let's say your amount is. Four thousand three hundred and twenty-eight dollars and fifty-five cents. Mm-hmm. That fifty-five cents goes in that little small white box. Any change that is connected to your amount goes in the small white box. Uh oh. Well, I messed up because I was given. Well, hmm. And I just wrote. Well, today was my first because I just received my checks a couple of days ago. So. I written four checks and I did, I, um, but it shows in my back office. It shows the information in the appendix, but I wrote uh, the dollar sign in that little square, that little square box. Well, you can go back and just put the change if there's any change on any of those. And really, you should be doing one check a week, not four oh. or five checks. Because oh, you can only they're only going to clear one a week anyway. Okay. So the the other ones will they just, require me to redo those over? They'll just leave them there and and do them on weekly basis later. Would I have to rewrite those? No, you've already written them, so they're only going to do one. You know, they're only going to clear one a week. Because it takes, you know, because we're over here and where they're clearing it at is over there. Right. You have to give them time to send it and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take at least three to five days to clear a check. So you're talking a week per check. Right. Okay. But now how do I go back and correct that? Um, well, well, when you put okay. the amount. I'm sorry. I'm talking about the, the checks that I have that I've written out as I register the check, I, I filled in the information on the check that's going to be going out to the uh, bank Company, or utility. vendors or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just write it over top of the box or below the box. Just put the cent. Like any change, just put it right next to that box. Okay. Say, for instance, if it's, okay, $10.30. So you would, I would put the 
$10 in that area over to the right of that little square box, and you're saying put the change in that little white square right above the name? You're going to do, on the unframed box, you're going to put $10.30. You're going to write it out just like just like it is. Okay. On the left, that little white box will get the 30 cent in it because that's part of the written portion of the, the amount. So okay. on that line below the payee, it would say $10. You write the little squiggly line over to the box, and you mm -hmm. put a 30 in that box. That's change. Okay. So basically, you're writing in the check just like you would any other check because you do the same thing on a check, but you do it like get a little, you know, you draw a little line or whatever. But okay. they just made it simple to show any sense or any change that's connected to that purchase or payment. Okay. Well, since I've already written the dollar sign in there, I won't be able to change that, just, right? Because Just below it. Just below it, just below right where the white square is, just underneath of it, where if there's sense to that, just write the sense underneath of there. Okay. But what happened, okay, because like I said, I had already written those those checks out. and I, um, So you're saying just leave the amount in that area where it's not uh, squared off and write the change. Okay, right over to where my name is, it's printed on there. So is that what you're talking about, write the change? No, no. Okay, let me try this again. Okay. You got at the top, you have payee, right? Right, yes. To the right of that, you have the date. Correct, yes. Below the payee is two lines. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's where that's where you have to write out. Let's say you had to write out forty-six thousand three hundred and twenty-five dollars and eighty-five cents. Mm-hmm. You have to write out the whole word of forty-three thousand six hundred whatever. Right. That, that 40, part I have correct. I, that's what I did. I wrote it out okay, using let me the, the two lines. Wait, okay. Wait. Let me finish before you, so you don't get confused again. Okay. After you've had it written out, the change goes in the little white box. You put a dollar sign there. Mm -hmm. Just below that dollar sign, underneath of that white box, put in the change. Okay. To the right of that, you're going to have an unframed box. Mm -hmm. You're going to write out the numbers in the numeric form, whatever it is, 43325 cents. That all goes over there by itself. Okay. And then you sign the check, you're done. Oh, okay. All righty. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, let me... Uh, guess 15, I'm going to do just that. I'm, basically, for those who can't see what guess 15 said, is to make a dummy check and blast it to everybody. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to, you know, basically copy one of mine uh, and 
fill it out so you can see it filled out and go from there. This way, you could just you know go from that illustration so that there's no oopsies. Uh, and you should only be filling out one check a week. Um, correct. This, let me let me finish this question and I'll hit that next one. Uh, the reason being is because the clearinghouse has to receive the check uh, as a withdrawal from one of these banks. So they have to send it to them, and then they send the funds back. Remember, uh, we were talking about this before. Uh, they're going to send them digital currency. They're not going to get, per se, money. It's going to be digits that come back to the bank to or whatever company you're paying. So it's going to take a few minutes. Uh, it's all ACH, really. So it's not going to it's not going to be real quick. It's not going to be real real uh, slow either. Give it three days, three to four days. Uh, that way, uh, you you're not piling up checks. You don't want to pile up checks. You want you know one to go, get cleared, do the next, get cleared until you know it's common knowledge about these checks being sent around. Now, to let me go to this next question. Before I take another phone question, let me read this one here. Um, as the promissory note is in pound sterling, is it under 5000 regardless of the currency? Correct. If whatever it is you're paying for, if it's under 5000 you don't have to send a copy of the bill. If it's over 5000 in your currency, whatever that is, you have to send a copy or proof of debt. Okay, so anything over 5000 you have to send a copy of it to Weir Bank. You're going to upload it in the back office. Uh, if it's under 5000 of course, you don't have to send anything, but, you know, you, you still want to make sure you have copies so you have it on your record. Uh, okay, let me take a phone question. There's one over here. South Texas. Hey, Matawa, how you doing? Blessed and highly favored. How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. I want you to pray for my husband. He's back in the hospital again. He's not doing good at all. So pray for him. Oh, but I need to ask Absolutely. you something. Else. I need to ask you something else. Um, I sent off. I mean, so I put four payments back in the in the in the gateway, and they cleared all of them at one time, and I sent them all off today. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, great. Yeah, they cleared all four of them at one time. Good. I want to let you know. Okay, Monta, are you gonna be busy? Are you gonna be busy t tonight? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm I got uh, two more. I have to call. I got to call my brother. He's doing his mortgage tonight. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't get all the information what you said about the mortgage because um, I was doing something else. So. Um, I had to get that. Um, maybe you can send in an email. You gotta go back and listen to it again. I guess. Yeah, I can give you a call tomorrow. Let's see what time? Because I got to um, go to the hospital tomorrow. Well, just call me when you get home. Okay then. All right then. Okay. Yeah. It was. It was. It was something on this here paper here. Let me show you. And I want you to know what, what this hit me. Let me get to it right quick. Hold just a minute. What does, um, can I find it first? 
Oh, I don't see. I'll ask for you tomorrow. I don't want to hold up too much time because I don't see it right now. But I was going to ask you what that mean. It was, it was in the back office, and I didn't know what it meant. That's all right. I'll ask you tomorrow. Okay. No problem. Yeah, because I can't find it right now. Okay. Take care. All right. Uh, just give me a call. This is a good question, and I thought about the same thing. Uh, I'm going to read the question first and then do my best to answer because I don't have the exact answer. I plan to speak to Peter and ask him directly. Is it possible to have your monthly fees charged to your Weir Bank account so that we don't have to send cash across the world? Now, I thought about this as, okay, if we know that there is a monthly debt coming to us, then we should all be able to write a year's worth of payment on one of these checks. So that's the question I'm going to ask him directly. So, you know, stay tuned and I will find out um, to what the deal is. Um, hopefully we can uh, because it is debt. Uh, let me get a phone question. Yo. Uh, Montavo, if you would pay your mortgage off, could you uh, uh, send everything to them FedEx? Uh, what, what, do you, what do you mean, send to who? Uh, send Weir Bank. Uh, after you get your mortgage paid off with the check and uh, the proper papers, would I be able to send... Uh, we're bank everything through FedEx since no, I don't no. know how to scan uh, my computer. No, no, uh, uh, no, you can't do it that way. No, because it, it, it they're they're doing check balancing. Uh, uh, you can take that letter. You can take that letter of your your mortgage to Kinko's, uh, Office Depot, any of them, any of those guys. Okay, and have them. Tell them to do the same thing in reverse because you went and got the the uh, the promissory printed out for you. Yeah. Now all you're going to do is walk in there with your your jump drive and that document. And you're going to hand it to him and tell him you want a copy of that put on your jump drive. Then he's going to ask you, what do you want to name it? Make sure you get the the next check number that you're going to write for that mortgage. That's the name of that document. You want to name it the check number, and it will be on the stick. Okay, well, could I uh, go on their computer and get everything up and tell him to download it onto the computer? If your mortgage company emailed it to you, absolutely, yes. Okay. That's how my brother got his. They emailed it to him. Okay. I thank you very much. Oh, absolutely. Right. I said uh, I'm going to send – I'm sending mine off tomorrow to Fe with FedEx. Uh, they charged me like 750 I think, for uh, – because I wasn't a member of Wells Fargo. Oh, okay. They charged you for the – Yeah, I got $75 and in, in, uh, um, their money, you know. 75 pounds? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, they if you're not a member, they charge you to go, you know, to get the currency. Yeah. Like I said, these banks do not work for you. <laughs> no, right. Right, they they, uh, they took about 10, 15 minutes. You know, I mean, they asked you for your uh, IDs and everything, mm-hmm. a couple of IDs. And in the meantime, they had a woman come over and talk to me about opening up a an account. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. I said, I got to think about it. So they they brought everything out. And about, it took them about 15, 20 minutes. So I got that okay. care of. Thank you. Absolutely. Right. Trouble. Yeah, go right ahead. Uh, on my on my uh, printer, I have a fax copy and a scan. So, what I need to send me the jump drive for that? No, cause is your is your it's printer HP. connected? Is your printer connected to your computer? Yes, it is. Then all you have to do is scan it. And it's going to scan right onto your computer. You name it, the number to the check, and put it in a folder on your desktop. Mm-hmm. You might walk me through that because I've never done that before on my uh, scanner because uh, I print it before I print on it, and I, you know, I, I, I don't have, I don't have a, uh, what I'm trying to say is I don't have the, uh, wow, I'm not well, a lamp. I, I'm not online with my you know my my computer. I, I use my phone for uh the, the uh the hot hot spot, and I'm, I don't you know. So I still can do it like that. But your computer is connected to to online, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a, I can I can print like I said. Like if I'm on my computer, I can print off my computer off, off my uh my uh copier, my office yet copy copier. Okay, let's do it like this. Tomorrow when I get off from work, it'll be about 7, 7.30, I think. Uh, I'll well, give you a call. You, you call me. Well, probably I'll be at work tomorrow, so probably be Saturday morning sometime. I can call you and you can walk me through it. Saturday is not going to be good for me this week. i got to take oh. my sister fishing. If I don't, okay. I'm going to get a whooping. Okay, what about next Wednesday? Call me Sunday. Sunday? Well, I, I work on those days. That's why I'm saying. And okay. When, you um, know, I'm, I'm off Wednesday and Thursday, so Wednesday is probably a good day. Wednesday? Okay, fine. Let's do it Wednesday. Um, it'll be, like I said, around 7. Okay, because by, by that time, you know, I, I get my get my package tomorrow, and I send out one check tomorrow, and it's going to be, like I said, the first check is going to be less than, uh, five. So basically, I just send the check out, call a copy of send the email for, for the bill, and once I send the check out with the bill, I'm going to make copies and so forth, and that's all I need to do for it's less than five, correct? Correct. And then I go back and uh and put it, you know, uh, receipt, you know kind of document it or put it back in the computer, like you said, write it down uh, on, on the uh I'm going back on the computer right now. I'm looking at something right now. Well, actually, the way the way it's supposed to go, and this is for everybody, if you're going to make a payment, you register the check first. That means before you write out a check, before you do anything, 
you're going to go log into your back office. You're going to click on the payment tab, and you're going to click on add, which is going to open up an applet where you put all this information. When you do that, what you're doing is you're letting them know that you're getting ready to write a check for this amount for this company. So while you're writing the check and getting your envelope ready and all that, they can go online and look at this company and check it. This is why they do that. Okay. Then once you have registered the check for that payment, then you go and get your information, fill out your check, Make sure that you got that all done. Get your allonge. Remember, do not send a check without an allonge. That is the instructions for the bank to get their money. If you send a check by itself, I guarantee you they'll throw it in the garbage because they don't know it. They don't know what it is. So it's important that you do this by the steps. So the first thing you're going to do is register the check. The next thing you do, if this is a payoff, you want to get that first. You want to have that in your hand. So that means calling the company and say, look, I want to uh, you know, pay off my whatever it is. Can you send me a statement or a payoff letter? They'll do one of the two things. they either mail it or they'll email it. I had no idea that they would email that information, but my brother got his email to him. And it was everything that if, if they would have mailed it. It's cheaper, I guess. So... Get that document because you're going to be writing on that, and that's going to be where all your information is. Once you have that in your hand, you got your check, you've got your allonge, you got a stapler, you're good to go because you're going to fill out the check like you would any other check. You're going to, on your bill, you're going to write in your handwriting, please return to above address title and or deed to this property. If it's if it's a mortgage, it's going to be a deed and title. If it's a card, it's the title. You know, please return as proof of payment in full deed and or title to above address. <clears throat> Once you get that deed and title, you know that that property belongs to you and it's paid for in full. Then you go back to Weir Bank. To receipt, click on that tab. You're going to fill out the same information again, and you're going to put in the note, uh, mortgage paid, thank God, house belongs to me. You know, whatever you want to put in there, you know, write it in there. And then Weir Bank now has a record of a mortgage paid. Okay. I was looking at the balance. It looked like they went up on the, on the uh, balance what they had before. Yes, you will now notice that there's what is it, two thirty in there, two thirty something like that. Yeah, two thirty one. It was it one time I think it was one fifty four, I believe something like that. One fifty four. It was one forty one forty eight. That one one forty eight now represents two thirty U.S. dollars. Yeah, so that's it went up a little bit, so you can write you know more checks. So it depends on what you got if you got a lot of debt you got to pay. So that's that that right. sounds great, real great. Okay, well, I will give you a call back Wednesday because I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to the, the voice to the uh, recording over again that you announced when it's once recorded. Then I'm gonna I'm trying to go, you know, step by step what you're talking about on the on the call right, right now. 
Okay. Right. Thank you very much. No problem. All right. Um, let me go over here and grab. Hang on a second, guys. Yeah, I did say no calls on Sunday. Um, when the lady said her checks were cleared, does that mean that they were paid? No problem. Yes. Like I've been saying all along, uh, remove the doubt, family. Remove the doubt. This is absolute. Um, it's hard to believe, but trust what I'm telling you. This this is real and it's happening. It's the only difference is the fact that we're, we're just now finding out about it. Um, a lot of these things are going to be clear because, like I said, um, the big boys already know about it. He cleared it with them first. We're we're just now catching up with all this. So um, remove the doubt. We're we're good to go. Just we just need to make sure that we do it properly, and give the proper time to either get the checks in the first place, and then once you get them, make sure that they're filled out properly and give them time to clear it. Okay. So there's two different things there. Um, they cleared it because they were small enough and probably, uh, like I said, they're all going to the same company or similar to that. But there's no problems with it. The, the big boys already know about it. All these companies that we're dealing with usually are dealing with one of these five big banks. All the five big banks know exactly what Weir Bank is doing. So we're all good on that respect. Uh if it exceeds, okay, just, I'm going to grab this next question. What happens if the mortgage payoff balance exceeds the 148 max? Well, if you look in your back office now, it's no longer 148, it's 230. If it exceeds that, then you do half of it. Let's say that your mortgage is, uh, I don't know, it's over 148. Let's say if you owe 250 on your house, then you would write 125 out of, uh, or you write up the 148 on one promissory note, fill out another promissory note and send it over. You'll get another deposit. Uh, that's a question that I, I need to get cleared up as well. How often can you do a promissory note and how many can you do? So that's there's several questions that I have ready for Peter when I get, get a hold of him again. Uh, so that's where that is. Just hold tight. Let me get more clarification on that. But I'm pretty sure is he's probably going to say just you write if it's 250, you were going to write up 148 on one promissory note, write it completely out. You're paying 148, and then you get another um, promissory and finish it out, and then the balance goes to whatever else you have. Uh, I'm pretty sure how that's how it's going to go. But don't don't quote me. Let me get the full explanation and understanding first, and then I'll relay that. So I guess we'll bring that question back next time. Uh, I see that PNC question. Let me grab one over here first, and then I'll come back to it. Go ahead, New York. Hey, Monta, how are you doing? Blessed and highly favored. How are you doing? Good. Monta, can you do me a favor? Can you go over a little, uh, over the uh, completed uh, promissory note? Because there's um, like um, it's a couple of uh, here, uh, blanks that are, for example, it's a maturity date. 
what day you will put there? You leave that blank, or, or, or can you go over the oh, no. for a little? Maybe? No. Yeah, sure. Let me go over that. Let me pull up uh, the promissory note. If you're in front of your computer, please pull up the promissory note. I'm going to go. Through I, I, the yeah, whole I have thing. it. I have it. It still say one fifty slash one forty eight on the one I have. Yeah, it's, here, that, the that's that's the promissory. The, yeah, that's not going to change. That's the promissory note. That's going to stay. Yeah, like because that. I'm trying to find out. I know the I know the promissory. Um, the, we a bank uh, AC number is the one with your no I think it's your first your initial and the, the hang, but I don't hang know tight let's just okay. hang tight I'm gonna do the whole Thanks. thing all right good uh, thank you anybody else that that is not clear on the promissory note bring that up in front of you so you can follow along with me I'm gonna go through the entire thing uh, right now I'll give you a few minutes. Okay. Even if you get lost, uh, the illustration does exactly, you know, to the right of the template, does the same thing that I'm getting ready to do, but I'm just going to go through it so that you can follow along. Once you print out the promissory note, I would recommend doing a couple of them and do one so that you can just write it out so you have everything where it's supposed to be. If you need to write down or take notes or come back to this recording, it'll be on here where you can go, you know, by the recording or just go by the illustration. Once you have it printed out, you're going to lay it down in front of you. Now, you can do it in two different colors of ink if you so choose, as long as the signature on yours and your two witnesses is in blue, everything is okay. I personally did my entire thing in blue just because. Um, you can do it in black and then sign in blue. It's completely up to you. Let me start at the top. At the top left-hand corner and the right-hand corner, the very top only, left and right at the top, is the certificate number. The certificate number is two numbers in one. First is your Social Security number, and right behind that is your birth date, which you're with your first and last initial. Now, there are no spaces. There are no dashes, no slashes, nothing. It should be straight numbers and two initials or three, whichever the case may be. If you have three, then those three will be up there. That's in the top left and right-hand corner. Coming on down, first line here. I like. I'm, I decided to do it this way because Everything is covered. The promisee is the address to where you are sending this information. So a lot of people don't know where to send it. The address is right there. Weir Bank, 83 Dulce Street, Manchester, Great Britain, M12JQ is the zip code, M12JQ. They do things differently. It's a little confusing to us because we're used to seeing just digits or numbers. Um, not letters and numbers. They do it letters and numbers over there. So you have to, you know, follow suit. The only thing they missed was the country. Um, they got Manchester, but not the country. So I put Great Britain. Other people put, you know, West Britain, whatever. I put Great Britain. It got there on time, and they received it. So I would recommend putting Great Britain right behind Manchester in the zip code. First line to the left, promisor is you. That's your name. 
first and last name. If you use the middle initial or the middle name, put it in there. However you write it on a normal basis. Don't do anything special here. Do it the same way you've been doing it all your life. Your name. Next one to the right is the promissor ID number. That is your birth date. Now, they do date differently over there. They do the day first, then the month, then the last two of the year, your first and last initial. I take that back. I'm getting ahead of myself. Promissor ID number is your Social Security number. I apologize. Promissor ID number is your Social Security number. Now, on the illustration, you'll see letters in there. That's because that's people over there. They have letters in their Social Security numbers. We don't. So the Promissor ID number is your Social Security number. It's right over top of the black square. The Promissor bank account, the weird bank account, is your birthday. Like I said, they do it differently. They do the day first, then the month, then the last two of the year, your first and last initial. That's your weird bank account as well. Now, the question that uh, you were asking about the maturity date. Now, that comes into when you have your witnesses or you plan on signing this document. Uh, because the, everybody, all the dates should be the same. If you sign it today, then you should have two witnesses to sign today. You don't want to sign your part of it and have two witnesses sign at two different other dates. It, it may not be a problem, but I like to keep everything neat and in order. There's no confusion. So let's look at the maturity date. The maturity date is the date that you sign this document. So let's say it's the 17th of October 2025 or 2015. That's what you would sign down there. The maturity date would be 10 years added. So it would be 17, 9, or 09, 2025 on that, that little line right there, maturity date. It's 10 years from the day that you sign this document. Next one down, I, your name again. The next one down, print your name. Print it as legible as possible. And then you sign it. It's your hand signature. And then today's date. So it would be 1709-2015. Your two witnesses would do the same thing. The last line at the very bottom is your mailing address. Please print it. Do not write it. It's too small. Some people's penmanship is great. Some is horrible. My, I'm one of those horrible ones. So, you know, I print it. You want everything legible uh, so that they, there's no question about, okay, well, you put a seven, it should have been a three. Print it, make sure everything's legible. And, of course, the date again, 1709-2015. Now, you're still not done. Your two witnesses, you turn this document over. In the top left-hand corner, once you've turned it over, your two witnesses have to put their first and last name and their address to show that they are live people with a mailing address. Um, 
Now they can be in the same household. Doesn't matter. They just you gotta have an address. That shows that you did they witnessed the fact that you signed this document not under duress, not under, you know, some kind of control or whatever. You did it of your own free will and they're witnessing to that fact only. They are not on the hook for paying anything. They don't have to they don't have an account. None of that. They are just witnessing that you've done this under your own mind, not under duress or cahoots or whatever. And that's it. That's the that's how you fill out the promissory note. Someone thought a question. The certificate number and the promissory uh bank will be the same same number, right? Twice. Right, you said the certificate number. Say it again. The certificate, certificate number, and the promissory where bank AC number will be the same as the certificate, right? That's what you say. Will be the same number. Your twice. social security oh. number first, so those nine digits, and then those six digits. So it'd be your social no, security number. No, I'm saying about digits. certificate. Certificate number. You say that will be the uh, your last. Uh, I think we'll let you say your. Uh, your That's last, what I'm explaining your, uh, to you. Okay. It's the nine digits of your social security and the six mm-hmm. digits of your birthday and your last okay. your first and last initial. Okay. That's what? Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, four, fifteen letters. Fifteen numbers and two letters. Okay. Top left and top right. Okay. Okay. Um, and one thing, anyway. So, um, you still have to mail the check out um, to the company. I I was thinking that uh, when you were talking about walking through the system, I thought that that once you put it to the system, uh, it was automatic. Uh, that they will take care of that. But you still have to, you have to still mail it out to the company. One of the. Oh checks, yeah, right? they have to get the check. You're writing oh, a check okay. to them, so that's you're just letting Weird Bank know that you're paying oh, whatever exactly. this is. I was confused. Uh, so you still have to, whether they're over five or not, you still have to mail out something now. Right? Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. If it's a $200 check, you still have to send it to them so that they can deposit okay. it. Okay, they just they just need to not just to just for record keeping. They have no they have, they got to know where you're sending. So they right, that, uh, they need to know how much you're oh. reducing that balance. Oh, okay. All right, thank you. You're so welcome. Uh, let me read this next question over here. Uh, does PNC Bank accept these checks? Uh, pretty much, because PNC is up there with, I think, Citibank owns them. One of them owns PNC. They're not, they're not all by themselves. That's like a front like a storefront for one of the big boys. They'll know about it, and if they don't, that Alange will explain it to them what they're supposed to do. That's why each uh, check that gets sent has to go with an Alange, uh, just in case they're not up on this. They can read that and know that that is a negotiable instrument and it is taking care of the debt, period. They don't get to uh, dispute. Um... Hold on, 15. Let me grab a phone question. Go ahead, John. Hi, Matabo. Um, just uh, one question. Um, uh, the 
our birth date and our two initials, um, we receive that on the email when we first sign up. So when I signed up, I used it. To, I put my birth date as 12 in the month and then the, the day and then the year. And so that's what I'm going to be using up in the right-hand corner along with my Social Security number now, right? Yeah, but it should be the other way around. If you're able to log in, yeah. Uh, whatever you're able to log in under, that's the way it will be. Well, I already got the email that says that's the number, so I'm going to have to use that number that they gave me. Okay. Okay. So that's why yes. I set up. Yeah. Okay. And then say I'm telling somebody about this and a promissory note. I said, what happens in 10 years? Am I going to have to be paying something in 10 years? No. That goes right back to the same question. If you have people asking this question, which just blows me away. Uh, but anyway, when they ask that question, we go through the same little training that we did earlier. When you pick up a, a bill, you look at it it's in all capital letters. That is not yep. you. That is the estate of you. Now, the same thing, you're writing these checks. Where is the funds coming from that are in your now back office? That two thirty to sit in there. What, where did that come from? Well, my birth certificate when I was uh, my mother exactly. signed it. So in ten years, this promissory note is going to be cashed out of the same money. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, now, you, no one okay. will know. No one knows exactly how much is on the private side, but it's in the multi-million for everybody, right. including deceased. So uh, that whole thing is basically still balanced off of the same fact of where you're writing these checks to get rid of your debt. This is a debt to you. So, of course, it's going to come from the same place. Yeah, I understand. Our, basically, our life is worth so much money. And that's what our birth certificate yeah, was that's traded. What they made it. Or, yeah, that's what they made it. Be. Yeah. It's not It's not actually worth money. Uh, the corrupt individuals that, that uh, pretty much run this whole thing created that. Uh, you are under abundance by right. There is no real money to connect it to us. You're under abundant love and abundant um, lifestyle. It's they put numbers on things that make it that you owe this or owe that. Okay. Have you physically uh, made a payment with your checks and and yes. something's been paid off already? Yes. Okay. I have not gotten the that receipt was yet, but I've I've made two payments so far. They've they've been sent. I don't have okay. any doubts. I know they'll be and, taken care of. And your brother has also made payments and but he has not received any receipt yet. No, I Tonight, I'm going to be helping him fill out his. Okay. Well, tomorrow, uh, we only worked four days this week, only 410. So uh, tomorrow, I plan on going to the bank, get the British pound, get this mailed out, and um, you know, pray it happens quickly. <laughs> yep, Cause it's, absolutely. It's a blessing to get rid of the mortgage and a couple other payments. That's extra over $1,000 a month right there, just a couple payments. Now, that would be a blessing to get rid of those. 
Plus more. Oh, so absolutely. Okay. That was a question. Right. Yeah, good. You. My main question was that that number's up in the right hand corner. I I was going to call you and ask you about that. Now you explained that, so that's good. I I needed that information. Thank you. Great. Not a problem. All right. Let me grab another one here. Uh, when printing the promissory note, if you go to Office Max or any other printing office, it comes out bigger, giving much more room for writing in info. Great. So that's a good thing to know. If you take it to one of those guys, they're going to print it off larger so you can put the information in. Southwest Ohio. Southwest Ohio, check your phone. Yes. Uh, yes. Do you have a question? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, I want to ask a question. This is Minnie Penn. And uh, if you were to uh, be signing, okay, I, I need to sign up a family member. So can you sign it up on your computer, but they have to have their own email address? Uh, yes, they have to have their own. You can you create an email address in 30 seconds. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's okay. I'm not sure I know, but I know I can always call you. I don't know. I heard you say you'd be going fishing Saturday, but uh, when I get ready to do this, if I see I can't, I will uh, try to get in touch with you to help me. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be home Saturday evening. I'm not going to be gone all day. I'm just going to go out and enjoy the, the, the morning. That's the best time to fish here. So I should be home anytime after 5 o'clock Saturday. Okay. I had something going on this weekend. That's the reason I said I probably, anyway. But I get in touch with you if I, if I see I can't do it because I never did that before. You helped me with albums. Uh-huh. Yeah, no problem. Just give me a shout. Okay. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. All right. Let me grab this next one here. One second. Um. Georgia. Okay, I'm back again. I have one more question I, I forgot early on. Um, I have with my checks a form template uh, plate first schedule notice of uh, protest. I don't understand what that form is for. That form is, let's say that you send a, a check to a company and they're saying that this is not real and this, that, and the other. They don't believe it. Then you have that form filled out and you send it back to them. Then that puts them on notice that they have no other choice but to handle the check and receive the payment after they deposit it like they're supposed to. Basically, it's like the, the, the first spanking um, that they would get for not, you know, following through with this. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to worry about that really unless you have, like I said, a company that says, oh, this isn't real. You just, you know, send a real check with a real bank. 
then you, you know, that's who you would get after. But for like I said, for the most part, the companies to which you are sending these payments to, like you know, your gas bill, your mortgage, they all deal with one of the five big banks. So you shouldn't have a problem, but that document is for your benefit. It's for you to send to them as a second notice uh, that they would, you know, they wouldn't accept the the payment that was given to them, and they won't get the payment at all. Basically, that's what it does. It tells them they either take that and get their digital currency, you know, the digital digit, or don't get nothing. That's what that does. Oh, okay. Oh, could I, um, could I please, are you allowed to give out your number? Uh, yes, it's 313. I can call you. I'm sorry? 313. 
that's a beautiful thing. That means, like I said, more you're going to see more and more getting that back office stating, you know, what this re uh, represents for that country's currency. So it's a beautiful thing to see that. Uh, let's grab another one. Southeast Wisconsin, please, let's, let's hurry this up because i got to get in the bed. I'll take these next two, and that'll be it for the evening. Southeast Wisconsin, go right ahead. Check your phone, Southeast Wisconsin. Hello, this is Al. Hey, Al. All right, all right. I'd like to know... Uh... We're a bank. Uh, can you make purchases with this? No, not yet. It's coming, okay. but not yet. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, okay, so I, I thought last week you said you could make purchases or something like that, but okay. No, 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 no. You have to make it a debt. There's a way of doing it, but I don't want to, I'm not going to put that over the open call. You have to call me privately. Mm. Yeah, yeah, make it a debt. Okay, then. Yeah, you establish the purchase, and then it's a debt. Okay. All right. All right. I just wanted to ask that. Thank you. So, uh, Go ahead. Go ahead, Al. Okay. Uh, so, 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 um, can can you pay your landlords and stuff like that with it? Yes, that's debt. Yep, landlord, um, insurance, uh, license. Like if you need to get your license redone, if you're getting licensed, um, registration, all of that, all that kind of stuff, taxes. Uh, your 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 uh, uh, what do you call okay. it? Home uh, uh, HOA or whatever home whatever. There's a monthly thing uh, that you have to pay if you live in like gated community. Put use that. All okay. that. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. So so uh, like like say say this you you're moving somewhere and you uh and yes uh, they require you know, uh, monthly payment and then the social security deposit and all that type of stuff. Is that included? No, because that's not debt. That's a purchase. That's a purchase, uh, now right. Once, okay. you, once you get in that apartment, once you get a keys, when you get a contract, then yes, then that can be used for that because it's a contract. You're a vested contract. Okay. All right. All right. Will do. Thank you. Yes, sir. Okay, I'll take this line. Okay, two more. I'll take this phone and the last written one. I'm going to call the night. South Texas, go right ahead. Hey, I just need to uh, ask you, I know you t- you stated that you was going to talk to, try to talk to Peter, right? Uh-huh. Okay, this is what I want you to ask him. I was told that um, he's going to close it to new members. I mean, to all men, all he's going to have is the new members. If you don't get in by December, it's just going to be the members that end. Ask him if that's true. That's what I heard. So I don't know if it's true Is or not. Is he going to shut it off? Yeah, I, yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, it's going to shut it off. 
them got too big, and right now they got to get caught up, and they're going to shut it down. But I don't know if they're going to open up or not, but that's what I was told. I could see that happening. I really okay. could, but I'll definitely ask. Okay, and that's, that's all I have. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for helping us all. I really appreciate it. Trying to get some bed. Okay, yes, I'm going to get to bed soon, <laughs> as a matter of fact, right now. Um, again, let me just go over a few things before I do sign off. We're going to have more understanding. I'm going to write, I'm going to um, take a picture or scan one of my checks uh, and then fill it out and then scan it again and then blast it to everybody. Um, or I can actually do uh, a join me, a, you know, join me video. Uh, and you can watch me do it on there. Either way, you guys are going to get a copy of it so you can see it filled out so you know what it looks like and all that good stuff. Um, what I do want to say is this. Every once in a while, we, we run into a situation or an opportunity opportunity to be blessed. And a lot of, a lot of the times, we don't see the blessing for looking at what it can do for us. This is one of these opportunities where this is a blessing that we should not take lightly. Um, like I was getting at earlier, you know, on most of our checking accounts, none of us have $230,000 to write from that came from basically nowhere. Uh, so we want to take all the extra care as a, as possible. If you if there's something that you're not clear on or don't quite understand, don't fall through it because this is not something you want to fall through. You know, this is an opportunity to use a very large amount of money to take care of things that you know that you couldn't take care of with your paycheck or paychecks. Some people have more than one job. I couldn't see it personally. Uh, it's hard enough to do one. I couldn't even imagine doing two jobs. But there are people out there that's doing it, and you're still not making it. With this, this is an opportunity to make it uh, for a change and not have to work so doggone hard. Um, but it's very important that it's done properly, that it's done correctly, that it's done in the same time frame each week. Uh, if you want to write out four or five of them, put them all in. You know that's going against what he requests. But if he, if the, you know, there's people that have done it and it was accepted and they were cleared off, great. Um, but for the most part, we want to make sure that we are doing things proper and in order. If you don't understand it, if you run up on a portion of this that, that just doesn't, you know, it's not clear to you, do not fall through it. Please call me so that you can get it done right the first time and there won't be no issues and they won't be looking at you sideways every time you write a check. You want to be able to write these checks properly, quickly, and have them done and, and move through the rest of your debt so that it's no longer there. Um, so, you know, I'm available for the most part, after 7 o'clock, Monday through Friday, 
Saturday, I'd usually give up, you know, starting at 9 o'clock in the morning till I get sleepy again. But this Saturday, me and my sister are going fishing. So, you know, I won't be available at 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to be on the water, hopefully pulling in some fish. Um, But in the evening, I will be available. If you so choose to call, I will be available. I would say after 5, 5 or 6 o'clock Saturday evening, I should be home. Um, And the rest, of course, we will see as it comes along. Um, Prepare yourself again. You know, get the food and the water in the house. If you need to put it in a box so you don't eat it up, uh, do what you need to do. But make sure that you have provisions for each person in the house. If there's six people in the house, then you need food for a month for six people, period. Don't half step. Uh, Don't put yourself in a position of, you know, arguing and fighting over food because you didn't prepare yourself when you had an opportunity to do so. Because when they close up Sam's and whatever and Walmart close their doors, and there's no stores and no nothing, what are you going to do? Jump in the woods and jump on Bambi and, you know, beat up on the deers and whatnot? They're probably going to disappear because folks down here shoot them on a regular anyway. But anyway, get yourself prepared. It's very important that you do so. Um, and, of course, let's keep an eye out to see what's going on with these dinar. It is such, I will be so glad to no longer talk about these doggone things because they are such a headache. Uh, I'll be glad when it's over with, but uh, no no movement as of yet. Uh, we're still going to keep an eye on it, see what's going on. Uh, again, I'm going to stick with what I've been saying. Let's just, you know, we got them. Be happy that we do have them, and we'll go through them when they say something about what they're going to do with them. In the meantime, stay blessed, keep happy, and stay, you know, above uh, being angry. We have to keep the love light as strong as possible because we're coming up on the 28th. The 28th, we go to the sixth dimension. So it's very important. Uh, Let's collect ourselves as I close the call. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for allowing us to be here again and blessed in your honor. Father, watch over those who may be in transit that they get to their destination protected. And Father, watch over the children that they may receive the light that you have given to me all the days of my life. In these things and all things, I ask and pray in the name of I Am with the support of the universe. Okay. Uh, I'm going to open up so we can... With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.